Having the right group of people around you is absolutely critical. And then I realized that the people out there who are going to be negative are going to talk bad about you no matter what. And you need to start taking the right actions for people who are going to support you and whose lives that you can help change. Welcome to Building Doors. In this series, you'll develop the skills to build a roadmap for success, get inspired by those leaders who have come before you, and give you the confidence to stop waiting and start building. Welcome to the Building Doors podcast. So I've got James Whitaker with me here today. James Whitaker is a best-selling author, award-winning entrepreneur, and host of the Win the Day podcast. And a special secret, this was the first podcast that I ever listened to. He's helped thousands of people in over 20 countries win the day every day, and he's personally coached Olympic gold medalists, billion-dollar CEOs, and special forces operators. His superpower is helping ambitious but frustrated people gain immediate clarity on what they want, and he gives them a bulletproof plan on how to achieve it. He's an author with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, a speaker with Success Magazine, and executive producer of the multi-million dollar Think and Grow Rich film. Welcome, James. Welcome. Thank you. So honoured just to be here, Lauren, with you for the Building Doors podcast. So yeah, you're doing such an amazing thing for all this awesome stuff that you're doing. So I'm really grateful uh, to be here with you today for the Building Doors podcast. Awesome. And so this is our very first episode. So I'm very excited to have James on. I couldn't think of anyone more fitting to do this with me, James, than yourself. I think listening to your podcast is where my passion for podcasting started and my interest in the area. And during, we've all been, had a tough couple of years with COVID and things like that. And I used to just get out, um, put my feet on the pavement, go for a walk, listen to your podcast, and that would get me inspired again. And what I wanted to do is create this podcast to, to be able to get that inspiration that I needed so much then and to provide that to other people like myself. So James is going to ask me a few questions. <laughs> we can put you in the hot seat. I know you've got some amazing guests who you're going to interview on the show. So for episode one, we get to put you in the hot seat, which is going to be amazing. And I'm super excited to, to find out what you've done to, to build doors in your life and career. But we can also use this episode to dive a bit deeper into why you decided to launch the podcast, what are the most powerful doors that you've been able to build, and just reveal some of the secrets that you've been able to learn that you can share today from your business and your career, from helping people all over Australia to build their their thriving careers. So the question that I wanted to start with was if you could uh, give us a bit of an overview of your backstory and perhaps some of the most significant moments that led to us being here today. Awesome. So my backstory, I worked um, long-term um, as a recruiter uh, for you know, huge organisations, mobilising projects and working in the construction and engineering industry for, say, 10 years um, prior to having children. So I've had some amazing experience there working with people on succession planning, talent pipelining, mobilising some major infrastructure projects across Australia um, and built amazing connections through that. And so I built that career there and then I had kids. And for me, uh, when I had kids, everything changed. And everything changed for me because I wanted to create a life that where I, I was excited about the work I was doing, yes, but also having enough time with the children and having that balance as well. And what I quickly realised after I had my son and then even more so after I had my daughter is 
I couldn't wait for someone to give me the job that was going to create the balance that I wanted. I needed to create it. I needed to go, okay, what what does our life look like? What does our long-term plan look like? And how can we as a family create that instead of waiting for someone else to, you know, essentially offer us that opportunity? So after I had my daughter, um, I decided, you know what? I think I can do recruitment part-time and I'm going to try and do that. And I I partnered um, with uh, an agency um, who I knew that was a supplier and and I had not done agency for over 10 years. So a few of my friends go, are you crazy? Like you're, you're going back to something you did 10 years ago. Why? And I said, because, you know, we moved out to Acreage. We have our goats, our chickens. We had a great life there. And, and it didn't lend itself to a, a commute to the city every day. And this was pre-COVID before it was, you know, popular um, to be working from home. So um, I did that and I did it for four years and then something hit me, you know, towards that, that, that four-year period and I went, I think I can do more, you know. I think what's missing in the industry right now and my background being psychology and coaching, I was like, we're, we're doing all this work to hire people, but what are we doing to retain them? What are we doing for when they, they are placed in an organisation to, to keep them there? And then so that led to me founding Quran & Co, um, full flexible, um, the six of us, we all work flexibly, remotely, um, and it's going really well. So it's been a huge journey um, as a business owner now and a parent, um, but it's been the best thing I've ever done. Family and career, very difficult things to balance. I have two kids of my own. I know how difficult it can be, especially if travel's involved or, Lord forbid, you get a sick child or uh, a lot of other things that can happen along the way. Is there a particularly challenging day that you had as a working on the business or with things going on in the home that you remember? Because a lot of people out there, they especially when you look at things like Instagram and other social media platforms, we focus so much on these literally photoshopped images or professionally edited videos that we lose the authenticity and realness of what's actually going on behind the scenes. And that can be really bad for people's confidence and self-esteem, which I know we're going to get into a little bit later. Is there one moment or one day that just stands out for you where you were like, wow, this is just so overwhelming. There has to be a better way. I do remember it was after I had had my son and I'd, I'd been promoted to a, a role that was across Australia and New Zealand and they were coaching me and I was being coached and I just burst into tears to my coach and I said, I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible mother. Like how I can't fit this in and, and I feel like I've been sold a lie that I'm supposed to be able to do all this. I'm trying to, um, you know, um, pump and breastfeed and look after my child and travel and um, make sure that I've got enough time between meetings in a, in a busy job to be able to juggle it all in. And when that happened, I, I sort of felt, I, I felt really alone and I felt like I couldn't tell people that I was really struggling because I do feel in society there's this pressure um, and you, you say it with the social media to show the great stuff, to show when it's it's all going well, the happy snaps. But I think it's really you know important for us to be honest and I'm always honest with my friends when it's tough, you know, um, and, and that was tough. My, my husband's mother had died on Mother's Day of a heart attack. Um, we had l- little children. He was obviously going through that. Um, I had this this big promotion. It was just a lot. And I just felt like I wasn't 
I, I felt like I wasn't doing great. And mm. I think it was that coach, and obviously that's part of why I'm passionate about coaching, who, who said to me, you know, it's about the framework you have in your mind about what is a good mother. You know, you don't have to choose. You can you can like w- your work and love your children. You know, that's okay. You don't have to feel bad for this. And my mum being a stay-at-home mum, it was hard because I went, who I almost feel like I had to find my identity again as a, a parent and a person even after I had children. It's the best thing I ever did, but it's the biggest growth I've ever had in redefining myself afterwards. And you do such a great job, Lauren. I want to acknowledge you for just leading by example and all the work that you're doing, not just to lead by example in yourself, but to help inspire so many other people because the example that you're setting, it's such a, a big way of really like truly inspiring people for something they're actually going to stick with rather than just giving people motivation where they're not going to go and do those different things. And what I love so much about the mission and the purpose that you have with the Building Doors podcast is for someone who feels like they're treading water in their career, if they can ask that question of what can I do to build a door, to get me to that next level for that happiness or that zone of meaning or purpose that I want to be able to have, that balance in your career. There has to be a better way. What can I do to build a door? So I wanted to ask you, when we're talking about building doors, what does it mean specifically to build a door and what advantages can come when you execute that in the right way like you have? Yeah, it actually comes from a a favourite quote of mine and it's always been, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. And and you know that's a favourite quote uh, quote of mine. And the reason that that I came up with that name for the podcast and what it means to me is I just see so many uh, people and and also women like myself um, that uh, they want something and it doesn't exist yet. So they, they might go, you know what, and I've, 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 in my role, placed many women in, in, in roles that, you know, were a full-time role, but they've been able to do four days, just as a, a perfect example. But there's, it's beyond that. It's, it's what lights you up? You know, what do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about? You don't have to give that up because you have children, or you don't have to give that up um, because you're working a different job. Why not? Why not? Mm. Like, why wait as well? At the end of the day, you know, building doors is about going... I know what I'm passionate about. I know the impact I want to make in the world and I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm going to create that opportunity. And better yet, for me, it's about listening to people that have done that and inspiring their, inspiring others. That's what, this isn't an, an individual journey for me. Everything that has happened and has led me to opening the business and doing this podcast has all been around my relationships with other people. Um, you know, yourself, James. Such a good point. You yeah, know, such a good point. No it, one succeeds alone. They just, <laughs> you don't. And I think that that's another thing. We look at it and we go, oh, you know, you've got to work crazy hours and you've got to work, you know, into midnight. That does not look appealing for a mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I look at the hours and the entrepreneurs that are sort of publicised, I haven't, I haven't done that. I, I have worked hard, but I have not done it at the sacrifice of my family. And- uh-huh. Um, that's That's the most important thing, right? Like family is the reason we do all of these different things. So you can, you can have that balance. If you burn out at work and you don't have any time or any energy to allocate to the home, then what are you doing it all for? Absolutely. And I think people are a bit sick of the hustle, the hustle that they're being (laughs) sold. You know, I I don't know. I talk to heaps of other people, you know, business owners and things like that. You know, it doesn't have to be the hustle. 
It's about being really considered about where you put your effort, what your passion is, and channeling everything into that. If you're good at something, if you like it, and if it's a strength of yours, you're going to do better at it. So find out what that is and follow that path. For sure. And part of that whole building doors mentality is about working smarter, not harder, right? Like if there's a destination that you want, stop complaining about it and start using that exact same amount of energy that you use to complain about what you don't have to building the right door that can establish what you want to have that balance and and meaning in all areas of your life. Absolutely. And and so many people, you know, do spend that time going, "I, I hate my job or I'm not happy or I don't like this manager or I don't like, you know, the work that I'm doing. But if they if they just took that time to figure out what do I want to do, and it's scary. That's the that's the other thing. D- diving into what you want to do and building a, a, a door, it's scary. <laughs> it's not the comfortable <laughs> option. I always say to my friends when they're nervous about a promotion, or my or um, work colleagues, if you're nervous, that's a sign that you're growing, and that's a yeah. sign that you should be doing it. Um, you know, if if you if you you're too comfortable and you're not nervous, well, you know. Maybe push yourself a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, so important to remember. There's a quote I want to share. And I know we're probably not the last quote we're going to share on this episode, being that you and I both love a good, uh, a good inspirational <laughs> quote. Um, it's you're going to pick your pain, no matter what you're going to do, no matter what journey you go down. It's either the pain of discipline or the pain of building doors, which can take a little bit of effort and getting out of your comfort to, comfort zone to do that. Or the pain of regret, the pain of having to complain each day. I should say the whole quote in full. It's basically um, you either have the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The pain of discipline requires that you have that commitment and a broader vision for what you want out of your life. But that means that you can enjoy so much more along the way. But people... As you mentioned before, because they're scared, they haven't developed that confidence. And Lauren, anyone who knows you really well knows that you have just the most beautiful energy, but I'm sure you didn't always have that self-confidence. And even a lot of people who have the energy from the outside looking in, internally, they have a lot of their own struggles and requires a lot of courage and a process to be able to muster that uh, willpower to take that step to putting themselves out there. So I wanted to know from you, what are the what's your journey of self-confidence? Or have you got any tips on what people can do to move away from being scared so they can start to focus more on that self-confidence to start to build those doors in their career? Yes. One thing that I've realized, make it bigger than yourself. So at the end of the day, when it's confidence, it's all about you. Oh, and and hey, don't don't um, be mistaken. I definitely have those doubts. My my husband would be the first to test to testify <laughs> that I'll say, "Who am I to do this? You know, a- am I crazy thinking I can do this?" And and the children and 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 a podcast. You know, I have those doubts too. But it's about having that guiding purpose of what you want to do that is bigger than those doubts. And I think um, self confidence you know, the connotation of self-confidence, it's all about you, right? It's all about, I'm not confident. I'm not good enough. I I don't think I can do this. If you take that lens off and reframe it and go, for me personally, I want to make the world better so that when my daughter's growing up, she's not looking at social media influences for inspiration. She's looking at inspirational leaders. And that's Mm. what I want for her. And that guides me. I want to make the world better for my daughter, my son, for the future leaders to be able to be inspired by 
people that are doing it, that are creating new ways of working, new ways of thinking. So I think of that. And then if I'm nervous, I'm like, this isn't about me. It's bigger than me. And that helps Mm. me become confident in what I'm trying to achieve because then I'm not making it about Lauren. I'm making it about the purpose and the impact I want to have in the world. So big, isn't it? Moving away from all the pressure that you put on yourself by trying to be that hero to focusing on the other people. Janine Shepard, five-time best-selling author, has an amazing TED Talk, uh, lives in Sydney now. Um, She talks about that a lot, how she walks out on stage and she honours each part of the audience silently before she does that. And that's how she moves away from being nervous about what is going to happen if I, you know, forget what I'm supposed to say or if I forget my my story or what I'm talking about up here with my speech to honour the audience and their journey. It's such a such a huge aspect, right? It really is. And and it it does transform the way you look at things when it's not about you anymore because, yeah. um, you know, you, you take away the ego of it. You take away and you just, you, you're not worried about what people think or if you make a mistake or if you fail um, and you have to try again in a different direction because you know that the purpose and the legacy you want to leave and what you're trying to do is more important than that. Yes, so true. You and I, uh, we have forged the habit out of building doors. It's where we're at in our lives right now. Thankfully, we're in a, we're in a good position with careers and families and, and everything else. Obviously, never a dull moment just to make that <laughs> very <laughs> no. clear as you and, I, you and I talk about constantly. But developing the habit of building doors means that you require that resourcefulness to be able to get out there and acquire whatever you want, as well as that resilience that when something like a door is slammed in your face, you can figure out the next move and keep moving forward. Is there anything that you've learned specifically in terms of that resilience so when a door gets slammed on your uh, in your face that you can keep putting one foot in front of the other and don't lose sight of the, the bigger picture when that short-term discomfort and failure and rejection happens? Yes. And there is, there's, there's two things. Um, nothing like I used to do singing and want, want to be a singer. Nothing like being an entertainer to give you rejection experience. So that, that, will, <laughs> that will give you, you know, people will say, you know, that was terrible. And, you, you know, you're like, it was not terrible. It was, you know, you know, people will, um, you know, I even had in, in one audition, they said, we, 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 afterwards they said, sorry, I know we were hard on you there, but we, we, we think you're good and we're trying to push you further. I was like, oh, I'm feeling like that was brutal, you know. Yeah, so mixed emotions. Mixed what, what, what are you telling me exactly? <laughs> so I feel like the entertainment industry or, or, or if you want to be a musician, there's there's your um, rejection, get, get buckle up. Um, I think that's important. <laughs> and then I think after becoming a parent, there's a lot of um, what I found is there's a lot of unconscious bias around what, um, what a mother's role should be, um, how it should work, how the family unit should work. And, um, you know, things that were said to me is, oh, you, you want a career and and to, to be a mother, you've got to choose. You can't have both. That was one comment that was made to me. And then another one is there's no way you can do recruitment um, part-time while your children are little. You know, you're not going to be able, it's too hard. So you're going to have all these, it's like 
hey, I've got enough enough doubt in my own mind. I don't need you adding to the <laughs> fold. Thanks. Thanks, man. Um, but I, I think that's what we're hearing and that's and and the biggest tip I can and say about it is it does help to have people around you. Like my um, husband has always been my biggest cheerleader and and um, very supportive there um, and, and my friends as well, even work colleagues. When I started the business, people were just calling up and saying, how can we help? You know, what can we do? And you build, you need a strong tribe as well. Mm. You cannot just do it alone. You need an, a, a good enough tribe saying great stuff to drown out that other stuff. So if you've got somebody, you've had a day and everyone's just, you know, beating you down saying you can't do this, you know, who are you to say you can do that? You know, are you crazy? You get to the end of the day, if, you're, if your significant other's saying you, you've got this, you know, you know you're good, and then your friend's saying, who are they? You know, um, you're amazing. You know, just ignore them. You know, what do they know? You know, <laughs> that's those the people you need around. And then as I as I um, started the business, I even I, I quickly realised you start that tribe around you at work too. So mm-hmm. be very very careful around who you surround yourself with. When you see someone's toxic or negative or wanting to bring you down, just you know politely withdraw from that relationship and find people that give you energy because energy is the source of our life, right? And and we want to be harnessing that and giving that to other people um, in a considered way. Yeah, it's so important. You, you mentioned taking risks there as well. And I know a question that you're super excited to ask all of the guests who are going to come on the podcast, what are the biggest risks they have taken in their career? So I wanted to ask you, what, what's the, what do you feel like is the biggest risk that you've taken so far in your career and what was the effect of that? I think just leaving um, internal recruitment, which I'd done for 10 years, and deciding with a four-month-old baby, hmm, I'm going to go back to agency, which I haven't done for 10 years, with a four-month-old baby and a three-year-old, and this is going to be great. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) So I think that was a big risk that that Mm. I took, Um, but it was really intentional because I, I'd had the job where I travelled and stuff with my son and and it, while I enjoyed the job, I did really struggle with that and my husband had a job that involved travel back then too. So I think there was a very intentional plan uh, to, to do that but a risk because everyone just kept saying to me and in the job that I went went into, was, it, it was an arrangement where I just, I, I basically only made money when I built. So um, there was that risk as well. It was going, I've gone from this permanent income to going, oh, okay, so... If I bill, I make money and I take that risk and I gamble and I bank on myself being able to do it. So that was a big risk. Yeah, huge. Something that we that has kept coming up today is the importance of protecting our energy source from what the naysayers and the, the negative Nellies are going to say about you. It is Australian culture is amazing in so many different ways, but the tall poppy syndrome there is very, very real. It's easy to be down on yourself when you're listening to what other people are going to say. But I just, I really wanted to reiterate the importance there of just, as you said before, finding the right network, the right tribe, the people in your personal life, your professional life, who are going to encourage you to think bigger, who are going to, you know, share the content that you're putting out there, if that's the type of thing that you're doing, or offering to connect you with other mentors or other people who could be influential in your career. Having the right group of people around you is absolutely 
critical. And I think anyone who's listening to this podcast, and hopefully you've gone and hit subscribe as well so you can get access to these episodes and learn from some of the guests who Lauren's got coming up. It is something that for me in my career was a very difficult one or two years. It was trying to get familiar when I became a personal brand for the first time of how are the people out there what are they going to say about me behind my back? And then I realized that the people out there who are going to be negative are going to talk bad about you no matter what. And you need to be start taking the right actions for people who are going to support you and whose lives that you can help change. Who are you going to inspire in your family, in your community, in your network by building doors in your career and leading by example in your home, in your family? If you're not doing that, if you're not willing to commit to that journey for yourself, then there's a whole bunch of people out there who are going to be left floundering because you can't take those steps in, in your own life. Absolutely. And I think as well, when we're, when we're looking at building doors, for me, the biggest part that I struggled with is when I was looking for, and I listened to your podcast, as you know, for inspiration, but I remember during COVID, it was really tough. Recruitment companies were shutting down. Um, you know, it was, it was a really tough time. Everything just dried up. Um, overnight. And um, what I remember then is my good clients that that they looked after me. They came to me and they said, we, we'll, we'll give you work still. Now, these are still hard roles. We're still going to, you know, there was just such an intense loyalty. I'm very loyal to my clients as well as my family and friends. I'm immensely, I've had friends, I'm going to see a friend in Melbourne that I've had since we were 11. You know, it, for me, you know, relationships are everything. And I you know, I always want to give value for, for people and I always want to help other people. To me, I believe success is abundant. There is no limit to the amount of success available to people. So therefore, you know, we don't need to stop other people from being successful. If we see other people being successful leaders, other women doing amazing things, um, achieving amazing things, there is an abundance. So let's encourage more of that instead of going, that person succeeding is taking part of my pie. There's unlimited pie, you know, let's just all have pie. <laughs> There's no reason that we have to stop anybody. And that I totally agree with what you're saying about the tall poppy syndrome. Um, unfortunately, that's a negative thing that comes through a lot in Australian culture. Um, but it's one thing that I just love to change. And, and I just yeah. love to, with our voices, those that encouraging others just have to be louder than the negative ones. And that takes yeah. effort and we need to do it. For sure. And there are people wherever you live in Australia right now who have that abundance mindset. You just need to get out of your comfort zone to go and find those people. You need the right mentorship. You need the right resources like this podcast to do that so you can build doors to those people and accomplish amazing things from there. Uh, Lauren, you've mentioned uh, a few times here the support of your husband and obviously challenges and things that anyone who has a family would understand how difficult it can be um, when you're raising kids who can, you know, they can be little hell raisers from, <laughs> from time to time, let's face it. <laughs> What are some of the things that you do, the essential components of your daily routine to make sure that you're motivated and you're productive and perhaps not even just part of your routine? Are there some elements or perhaps it's even space that you're given in the family routine to make sure you can turn up each day and keep putting one foot in front of the other? Yes. And I learned this really quick. I commit to exercise and looking after myself and, and, I, and I don't compromise on that. And I used to. So when my kids were little, I go, oh, I can't, I can't go to the gym now because my little one needs me, or I, 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 I can't, you know, um, go here because she's had a really bad night's sleep. And what happened is I kept saying I couldn't, I couldn't, and then more and more my cup was being depleted, you know, and I wasn't, 
I, I felt guilty for being away from my children. If I had to be away from work, how dare I be away to to do an hour at the gym? Now, so those those people I train with at the gym have become part of my tribe. Um, they they encourage me. I'm doing my sleds and pushing it, and they're all we're all cheering <laughs> each other. It's an amazing community locally. That that um, FNX Fitness. Give them a plug. Um, shout out FNX. Shout Fitness. out. Yeah, we we all train together, and she's an amazing single mum of four kids. She started this business. You know, everyone that knows me knows I love supporting a local business, and I commit to that. I do that. I, I meditate every day because my mind is one that just tick, tick, ticks and it doesn't turn off. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I just meditate before I go to bed just to slow things down and, and reflect. And if I need to, I might meditate mid-morning or something if there's just so much going on and I need to centre myself. But I commit to doing things that fill me up um, and I don't feel guilty about them and I don't. I don't feel guilty going to the gym because I know to be a better mum mum my kids and to provide what the family needs from me, I need to nurture myself first. I feel like that's the, the secret code to your energy there, Lauren. It's important to think about what it is that we're prioritizing so you have more energy to bring into the home, to bring into your relationships because we really have these different parts of us that need to be full, right? Like we need to have the professional version of us needs to be full. We have the relationship version of us. If you're in a relationship with your spouse, you need to make sure that that combination, the um, that coupling that you have is moving in the right direction and has time for that energy. And also the energy that you have for yourself to make sure that you have a full cup to be able to give to those other areas and that you're doing things that uh, are moving you in the right direction. Because you mentioned there how easy it is for people to lose identity if you're uh, perhaps becoming a parent for the first time or second time or, or third time or even more or having a big career change. That identity is such a big thing. But if we are just feeling burnt out and depleted every single day, we lose connection with our identity. And when we don't know what it is that we want, if we don't know what door that we need to build or what direction it needs to go in, it's going to mean it's much more probable for us to stay in that frustrating place that we're in now, which can be a toxic environment or a burnt out environment where it just doesn't have any good happy endings versus taking proactive meaningful steps towards the direction that we want to go in. Absolutely. I have a, a, a mantra of mine, which is self-care is an appointment you keep with yourself. And mm. and the reason I, 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 I always have that in my mind is because, you know what, stuff will come up. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will go, oh, you know, I've got to help with this assignment or, you know, I've got to do this work for a client and and. I don't give that hour up. If I have to log on later and I have to, then I have to. But I, I don't give give that up. And I think um, there is such a balancing act. But, you know, if, if you would just give, 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 um, and I think a lot of us, you know, that that have seen our parents, like I had I had a, um, a stay-at-home mum, so I saw her give all of her energy to us. And she's an amazing mother. Um, but for me, I knew that I had that work as well. So, um, as, and, and I did want to, you know, exercise and things like that as well. So I, I, I do believe, yeah, self-care is an appointment that you keep with yourself. Yeah, it, that, that give, give, give mentality, which comes from a place of um, generosity and wanting to give enthusiastically to the people that you love and that you care about. But there are people out there in your network who are takers, the opposite of the givers, who will take, take, take. So if you give, give, give to those people, I mean, you're just going to end up in a situation that's, that's not great for you. And what you've shared today in this podcast, Lauren, that's so important 
is having the discipline to have that balance each day so you can keep things moving forward every day from all the other components that you have in your life. You can move your self-care forward. You can move your career forward. You can move your family forward. And if you can have the balance with those different areas, it's it's just such a great way just to keep moving your life forward rather than going backwards. And I, I wanted to know, with all the lessons that you've learned from mentors and in your career, and we'll, we'll ask about specific advice from mentors in a moment, but is there anything that you've been able to apply from your career into parenting or into the, the family? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I very much, it's interesting, um, I kind of have a work Lauren and a weekend Lauren and never <laughs> the two shall meet because weekend Lauren, she's, she's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. But work Lauren is a lot more diligent and organised. Week, weekend Lauren, you know, just, just likes to party. So <laughs> if I think about if I think about what I've learned though, um, in terms of it, it's a really good question. One of my mentors that I had used to have this saying: um, it, "It's easier to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission." <laughs> and I loved that saying. I definitely think my my daughter has taken that on board without <laughs> any of us realizing. Um, but if I look at that in our in our personal life and as a family, um, definitely I think that that's advice that's that's seeped over because I don't wait for other people to tell me what I can do or how how we can live our life. I don't wait for somebody else to be doing it. I don't wait for permission. I, 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 I give it a go and, 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 and we, we try it. Like as a family, we moved out, um, you know, to Acreage before COVID. Um, and before it was cool. Before it was cool, <laughs> we moved out. And people are like, what are you doing? That's so far from the city. I was like, it's 35 minutes from the valley. It's fine. You know, I want goats and chickens. They're like, what? You know, but I knew that I wanted that. That was important to me. So I didn't wait for anyone to tell me. And you know what? You know, now they all want acreage. So I was like, ah, there you go. I was onto something. Exactly. Here's, here, see, sure. a, see a video of my goats. So, <laughs> you know, it, I, we created this, this life um, based on what we wanted, not what society told us, not what was popular at the time. I've always been like that, um, you know, and that, that, that quote of asking, you know, not waiting to ask for permission is so important and has like definitely seeped into other areas of my life. Yeah, that reminded me of something that someone shared with me recently. If someone tells you no, it just means that that person won't help you. And I, I heard that yes. and I was like, whoa, that's really, really good. There's always, there's always a way. You just got to figure it out, which obviously is where the right network and the right environment can help. But that tenacity that just fire within is such a such a big one, right? Yeah, and I love that. That you know, I've never been scared of hearing no um, because I don't believe that I, I all I look at it like this: um, I have a problem that I can solve for people if they're open to it and if they're willing. You know, and it's it's it, it, if they say no, I just look at it and I go, oh, that person wasn't ready yet. They weren't ready, mm. they weren't willing, and they weren't open. It's nothing to do with what we're coming to offer. It's more that person wasn't ready for it, and that's okay. And and, and I'm happy yeah. to walk away in those situations. Yeah, so true. Uh, you've had some incredible mentors throughout your career. Is there one piece of advice specifically or one mentor that you want to give a shout-out to for, for where you're at today? Oh, this is a good one. Uh, I would say... Don't burn too many subscribers early on if you're like, I have 10 mentors, I'm only going to mention one and then the I other know. nine are not going to follow the show anymore. Pressure. 
Pressure. <sighs> pressure, pressure. Um, you you know, take it wherever you want to take it. I know it's, uh, you know, as we go through different stages and, and chapters of life, and someone spoke to me recently and said you need to have like a board of directors for your own life. You can have so a, a mentor to help you with family stuff. And the person who f- helps you with family stuff as your mentor might not be the best uh advisor for your business profitability. It's nice to have different, you know, directors for different phases in your life. And I was going to say, I definitely have that. I think my, as, as, a, as a parent, my mum was being my mentor as a parent because my mum's a very nurturing, loving mum and I learned a lot from her um, always being there for us as kids. So I have to give a shout out to mum for mentoring me in that side. And then if I look at um, as a career, um, uh, I won't share there's a, a, a there's been a couple of different ones. So I had a mentor at um, Fulton Hogan where I was working who was amazing. She was the one that said um, uh, easier to, you know, beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. I don't know if I'll mention her name in case she gets in trouble for giving me that quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also had a mentor um, when I was working um, at Downer. She was an amazing HR person that I watched um, just her, she was very clever at building relationships and I saw that and she, she just had had full credibility because of that and it's interesting both her and the, the manager that I that I worked with at Fulton Hogan were the same they had that incredible um, relationships within the business and it made them very good at their job and that's probably where that foundation of relationships has been built and then um, more recently Sarah and Elizabeth um, when I and and then Susie so I'm I had a um, recruitment business owner she has been my sounding board and 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 Susie um, is her name and so she's she's been one of my mentors but then also Sarah and Elizabeth Sarah's been on boards Elizabeth is a CEO they always you know supported me um, very empowering very amazing women within their own right but also just just constantly challenging my thinking and going, have you thought of this or have you thought of that? I'm pretty sure Elizabeth came up with this name, Building Doors, because I was telling her about it and, you know, with her, her genius marketing mind, you know, nothing you create is in isolation when it's great. You know, there's all these people around you that lead you to that 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 place. So, and, and Sarah's insights, she used to just catch up with me for a coffee once a month. Um, and I know, I don't know if it's been announced, but she's, she's, I believe, been promoted from a, from a board to a chair role, which, she, which due to probity she couldn't tell me what the role was. But she was just a great sounding board at her level. It's almost like that mentoring um, for, for me was so valuable just to see through a different lens and think beyond where I was right now to where I could be. Yeah, huge. You know, when I think about the biggest mentors in my life, they're the people who can see the potential in me at the times when sometimes I can't see it in myself. And it sounds like the mentors that you've just mentioned there have had the exact same, uh, the exact same thing. Uh, one question I wanna ask you before we get into the rocket round. If you were sitting down with someone who was frustrated in their career, they just wanted the salary, the freedom, the growth, all those other components, what advice would you give them or what things would you take them through? Okay, the, the first step I, I would go to and go, you know, like, let's take everything off the table. Let's just look at your role right now. Does your role make you happy? You know, are you passionate about the work that you're doing? Step one. And then we work through that. And the next step I'd sort of look at is, is, is okay, say they're happy in their role. What are the other elements? So it's all like a, I look at it like a big, a big circle, right? And within your circle, there's all these parts of the pie and they've all got to fit together for you to be, you know, um, content or, or happy in life. 
Um, and by the way, I don't believe happiness is a destination. I believe happy, happiness is here and now, so we shouldn't wait for it. But that's another story altogether. Um, so if we're looking at this piece of the pie, if money's not right, you know what? Um, ask for it. You know, back yourself. If you believe that's where you should be, ask it. And if that if that company's not willing to pay you what you know you're worth and the market's worth, they're the wrong company. They're the wrong company for you because being valued and appreciated at work is so important. If you're frustrated with your manager or, you know, or or the, the role that you're in, I'm going to tell you, and you're probably not going to hear it, but you need an inspiring manager. You do. If you're going to go to work every day and, and make money for someone else, they damn well better be inspiring. Now, that's the end of the day for me. You, you know, if, if I'm going to work for a manager and I'm going to be engaged at work, you know, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be, you know, you want, you want to be aspirational for me. I want to look to you for guidance, leadership and and validation of my worth and work. And if you can't offer me that, then you're probably not the right manager for me. So be really clear about what you want and have boundaries around that and be okay to say, I want to like my work. I want to be paid well for what I do. And I want to be inspired by my manager. Mm. And I want to, I want to respect them. And I want that mutual respect. And I think so often people just settle. They settle and you, you don't need to. You only have one life. We're not here for an infinite amount of time on this earth. So let's let's make it worth it. Hey, you gave me chills talking about that. I mean, the invisible strings that we have with everyone that we're connected with. Thinking about the people that you spend the most time with, are they bringing you up or are they pushing you down? It's so powerful. I love the rocket round questions that you've put together <laughs> for all the guests that come on the Building Doors podcast. What I wanted to do is put you on the spot and give you the rocket round question so you can answer them for the very first episode of awesome. the show. Are you ready for this, Lauren? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, favourite book. What's your favourite book? Ooh, I do love Think and Grow Rich, James, which I have to say. <laughs> I do have to say that is um, probably one of my top favourites. Um, I like that one. I read so I read so much and by read, listen to Audible, like really, like I have to yeah, do that. Yeah, smarter, not harder. Yeah, 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 in the car. <laughs> Um, and the gap versus the gain is is a recent one I've been reading um, as well, focusing on the gap. So um, there are a couple ones that I really love. I love it. Number two, holiday destination. What's your favourite holiday destination? Fiji, Bula. We love <laughs> Fiji and our family. Um, we got to, we've got to know the people there, and my children just adore going there. So Fiji by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> Cats or dogs? We might have to end the interview depending on the uh, answer to this question. Oh, dogs. I do like cats. I used to volunteer with the cats at the RSPCA, actually, when I was younger because I do like cats. But I am, I have three dogs, so that would answer your question. And I'm very much a dog person and, and, and anyone that knows me knows huge, hugely into animal rescue with dogs before I had kids. So, huge dog person. Love it. I'm a huge dog person too. I will say our three-year-old daughter, she's obsessed with cats now. So, I've been working with her on like problem and solution. And I said, we should get a dog. And she said, we should get a cat. And then I said, we're going to get a dog, Sophie. And she said, I have an idea. Why don't we get both? And I was like... We'll see. We'll that see. So she's getting, I know. I know. We've, you know, maybe I've been teaching the wrong things, but it was a good, a good solution for her. <laughs> uh, co coffee or wine? What's your go-to? Oh, I've thought about this. Coffee. It's got to be coffee because I love a wine, but I can't go without a coffee. Yeah, wine's the cherry on top, but coffee is the thing that gets you there, isn't it? Yeah, for, I know. No, wine's the end of the day. Coffee. Like, if I don't have coffee, I'm not even going to get started to get to the wine. So <laughs> that's my theory. If you had to pick white Christmas or summer Christmas, 
Ooh, ooh, summer Christmas. It used to be white, mm. but we we do have a pool, so I do love um, do love the the warm weather. <laughs> and what's your favourite podcast that you're listening to right now? It's win the day, James. I'm not even you're the the main <laughs> podcast I listen to. So I do like I do really enjoy your podcast. I'm not even just saying that. It's very ins- <laughs> inspirational to me. I get inspired by other people, um, and yeah. So just sticking that on is is great for me. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, and final question of the rocket round. What makes you feel like you're home? What makes me feel like I'm home is um, I would say, and don't laugh, but we do this thing with the goats where I'll yell out Billy Berg, which is their name, and they'll go eh, back to me. <laughs> and it's just this awesome feeling of just being home. Like, um, you know, they know I'm home and they'll run up with their little little goat legs up to the gate and, and be all excited and, and cheering out. So it's, it's that and it's also just the smell of fresh, freshly cut grass, um, the feeling of um, like seeing all the green in the trees and, you know, I grew up in the country so I'm still a country girl at heart and that's why, you know, that feels like home. Oh, you know, that you can just tell that's the calming presence. It seems like that's an essential part of your day. So um, I love that you've that you've shared that. You're such an open and honest person with all the things that you're going through as well. So, Lauren, I am just deeply honoured and grateful that you had me on as the guest host for the very first episode of the Building Doors podcast. And, of course, if you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button, hit the five-star rating, share this podcast with a friend or friends of yours so they can start to build doors in their career and their life as well. But, Lauren, thanks again for having me on and I will hand the reins back over to you. Thanks so much, James. Look, I want to do a plug for you because I'm so appreciative of your time. Tell us, James, how can our listeners, if they've really been engaged with some of the conversations we've been having, how can we support you? What's some of the things we can do to help you? Well, thank you. Uh, connect with me on social media. Just look up James Whitaker or James Witt with two T's is my uh, my social media handles. And the Win the Day podcast, if you want some help to win the day after you've built your doors, then come and check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And where can they find your book, James? Because I, I, I've got a copy, but I've had it for a while now. Where could they get that? <laughs> you can go to my website, jameswitt.com or go to Amazon. Okay, awesome. I will also share a bit of a plug. James also does an amazing mastermind. I've had many um, people interested in that type of community and we've talked a lot about um, having a tribe around you. So definitely worth following James, following his content and learning more about that because I had I was part of that mastermind and I definitely feel the connections I built and a lot of the work that was done there helped me start my own business. So get on to it. All right. Love it. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening today. I've really appreciated you tuning in. I hope we can inspire you with many more guests, many more stories. So as James said, subscribe and buckle up. Uh, we're going to work together and build some doors. Thanks for listening to Building Doors. If you've got comments or questions, send them to hello at buildingdoors.com.au. And remember to subscribe, rate and review. See you next time.